This is Susie Thorpe on Cambridge 105 Radio. We will be hearing from Dr Maria Tennant. She's from the Kidney Research UK. Big news, a new clinical trial will find out if a drug used to treat tapeworms is going to be reformulated into a nasal spray to could help prevent kidney patients catching COVID-19. So I asked Dr Maria Tennant what exactly the, the trial itself is all about. So we're helping to fund this really exciting trial called PROTECT-V. And this trial is going to test whether a drug that's usually used to treat tapeworm as a tablet, um, we've reformulated it into a nasal spray. And this is working out whether this nasal spray is able to protect kidney patients from COVID-19. What was the significance of the tapeworm drug? Had had it helped a patient before or what what was the decision-making for this? So researchers are, are... getting lots of information from drugs that are already out there that are used to treat other conditions and um, rather than starting from scratch and to find a new drug they are using these drugs and finding they've actually got other uses as well and what happened in this case um, there were some studies that happened um, you know in different countries in the world and they essentially kind of do lots of screening um, experiments and they find out that different drugs have different um I guess, abilities to to test and and to fight different viruses than what you'd expect. And um, niclosamide, in this case, is one of those. So that normally used to treat tapeworm and it's given to people as a tablet. But actually what they found when they screened it in cells was that actually it stopped the virus entering cells. So it was kind of a bit of an unexpected one. But actually, you know, it doesn't really matter where they come from, really. It's a case putting Mm. them through these experiments to see if they can do something different and, and have potential to help people. How important it is then to get kidney patients to have this trial why why kidney patients it's really important that we offer um, as much protection as we can to kidney patients now kidney patients who are receiving dialysis have no choice um, but to go to hospital for their life-saving treatment and they generally go three times a week to hospital or to a kind of dialysis unit if they're receiving hemodialysis and that's obviously the opposite of what you would expect if you are being asked to shield and and keep safe from covid they don't have any choice but to go out um, for their treatment and likewise for kidney transplant patients um they will be taking immunosuppressant drugs that stop their organs from being rejected. And again, that's putting them at higher risk of infection by purely having their immune system um, suppressed. So I think this this is, I guess it underpins why this trial is so important. They really need some additional protection um, over and above what the vaccine can give as well. So it's really the belt and braces approach. And our main um, reason for being, if you like, is to do research into either making um, life better for them in the long term. And in this trial, we're one of the funders um, of this trial. We're not the only funder. We're funding alongside a charity called LifeArc and also uh, the Addenbrooke's Charitable Trust. So we're one of, of several. But we recognise it's really important for kidney patients because they are at much se- more serious risk of COVID-19. So that means they're more likely to become more um, ill if they get COVID-19. Or, or indeed more likely to pass away from it. Wow. So it's vital that we really look for ways to protect them that's over and above the vaccine so that we know that the vaccines will give a, a layer of protection and this is almost like a belt and braces approach to give additional protection. And we should say that also um, it's really important for countries um, who some countries haven't had the vaccine rolled out yet. So this is not just about a UK benefit. This could actually benefit people around the world. 
Oh, now that's interesting. That's really interesting because you hear about the vaccine actually at the moment concentrated on, on the countries that are buying it. But you're saying that this trial is going to help worldwide as well. And that's what you want to do to push it out to, to not just the UK. We do want it to help people around the world. And I think that's one important message from research. Research isn't just about, you know, helping people in one country and countries indeed learn, learn from others. So, you know, every country is in a slightly different situation in terms of the vaccine rollout. And in the UK, it's going incredibly well. But in some countries, it hasn't reached those those people yet. Mm. So this is about a drug that could ultimately help people um, in, in a much wider scenario. And um, the other thing to say is that actually this could help people who are the vulnerable people so mm-hmm. should it work in kidney patients it might go on to help other vulnerable people so it might be someone who's having kind of cancer treatment um, and other things so it's not just you know we're starting in kidney patients but we really hope that it could have much wider um you know applicability to other people fantastic and and you say that you this could work on a par with the vaccination as well but this in itself is going to help kidney patients because I think I read somewhere that from the point of contracting the virus the COVID-19 virus with kidney patients and it's not long before four weeks before they become very very ill and sometimes pass away is that right? That's right. So we know, um, according to figures from the renal registry, so that's the UK's um, renal statistics department, if you like, um, we know based on what the figures reporting, that's actually one in five patients who go to hospital for um, dialysis or have a kidney transplant, and then they test positive for COVID-19 and actually die within four weeks. And we we just think they're incredibly stark stats, and that means yeah. um, this is incredibly important. So whilst the vaccine rollout is absolutely you know incredibly important and in kidney patients should strongly um we strongly recommend they take the vaccine when they're offered we want to provide that additional um layer of protection for them because we know well, we're doing some hopefully doing some research soon to find out how well the vaccines work in people who've had um say a kidney transplant or some people who are kind of immunosuppressed um, but we don't know the full kind of extent to that yet. So this is actually, you know, we need to still look at other options. And the idea is that if we have this belt and braces approach, that we really can protect them as as, as much as we can. And are kidney patients going on the vulnerable list for a vaccine at the moment? Is that something that you're seeing a lot more now? Yeah, so we so kidney patients are already on the vulnerable list and it depends on how um kind of advanced their kidney disease is as to kind of where they fall in the um I guess the the numbers, if you like, the, the stages of rollout of the vaccine. Um, and we we are seeing, you know, it is indeed been rolling out and we, you know, we've been working hard with the renal association and with the renal community in the UK to make sure that, for example, people in the dialysis units are all getting um their vaccines um when they're on and they're offered them. And you know, that is indeed happening and it's happening incredibly quickly, which is a brilliant thing. Um, but I think now it's about continuing that work but still also looking into additional ways to protect people because what we don't know about the vaccines and we hear all that every day about the on the news is seeing the virus is very clever it can mutate it can change and actually what we need is still other options that can give us the biggest protection or give kidney patients the biggest protection that they can and i read somewhere in your report that kidney patients are excluded from covid-19 trials what why why is that is that something that needs to be addressed or it's just standard 
I think I'm not an expert in this area, but I think my um, my understanding of this is that um, it's it's very difficult when you're doing clinical trials to to make sure that you're getting the answer you need. And what you often have to do is kind of exclude certain groups because you don't want to you want to get a true answer and you don't want other things to interfere in the answer that you're getting. Right. The problem with that is that that means that certain big groups are not in, included in, in clinical trials, and that means you have to do additional trials in those patients to really understand the answers. Um, and what we're doing, we're, we're working with a um, scientist in, in Leicester to find out more about that. So we know that they're excluded from the trials, but we don't really always know why. Um, but we, what we're calling for is that actually that should be made a, um, you know, they should be included in trials. Now, whether that means you do trials that's focused on them as a group um, to to fit to, to fill that gap, if you like, that is probably the best approach because then you're doing tailored uh, trials specifically for them. Mm. And how does the COVID-19, how does that affect kidneys and kidney patients? What What's something that you're seeing quite a lot of at the moment? So we know for COVID-19, um, you know, you hear every day on the news that COVID-19 is having an effect on people um, in a number of ways. And that has not only do you kind of you know, develop the symptoms that you hear about, but actually what we're hearing a lot is that people are being um, kind of left with various, you know, different types of organ damage as a result. Um, and we don't really know how that happens and the detail behind that yet. Now, what, you know, in time, I suspect what we'll be doing is to looking into the more detail to find out how um, what damage is caused and how that happens so for example we know people who are in intensive care for example they and if they've had ventilator treatment then I think it's around a quarter of those people will develop something called acute kidney, kidney injury and that's when your kidneys suddenly fail and uh, some of those people will recover and some people will not but it's too early to say kind of how many do and how many don't but in you know in either way the, that means that there's going to be probably more people living with kidney disease as a result of COVID. And indeed, they'll probably be li living with other conditions yeah. as well, you know, whether that's as a result of long COVID or whether that's, um, you know, as, you know, more immediately straight after um, having the, the disease. So we know that people, kidneys are affected as a result of COVID. And I think it, only time will tell what really um, the effects are and, and what we can do. And, and it's our role as a charity to really keep on the pulse of that mm. and make sure that we're, we're offering as many solutions through research as we can. With all these trials that go out, how long from trial to a rollout of this drug to treat kidney patients? What are you planning? What are you hoping? The exciting thing about this trial is this drug is already known and it's already used in people to treat another condition. Now, this has been reformulated into a different format. So instead of a tablet, it's been taken as a nasal spray. So there does still need to be the trial to make sure that this is safe um, to be delivered in this format. What we expect is that it's going to be safer in a way because it's being delivered um, a local delivery because it's been delivered directly to the nose, which is the site of where we think COVID or the virus that causes COVID-19 takes hold. So because of that, it doesn't need to be you know, going through to the same degree of safety checks that a, a new drug starting completely from scratch would need to. So we hope that this could be delivered and you know should this trial be successful this be having benefit for kidney patients pretty quickly um but it all you know this trial itself lasts up to nine months but we need to have a certain number of people develop covid to know whether it's actually been effective at protecting them and stopping
stopping them getting the disease and, and indeed making it less serious when they get it. So, yeah, we're hoping it could be very quickly and indeed the manufacturer of the drug is poised to make it on a larger scale. So effectively, we're kind of watching this space to see what this trial reveals. Wow, that is really exciting, actually. <laughs> it really is. Tell me then, who are you looking for to do these trials? What what are specifics and how do people get involved or contact you? So the trial is currently open to kidney patients. So people who are receiving dialysis, so that's hemodialysis, peritoneal dialysis and home dialysis, people who have had a kidney transplant and people who have an autoimmune condition that affects their kidneys. So that's vasculitis or a condition called glomerulonephritis. Um, And they are currently it's open because it's starting in Cambridge. Um, It's opening in Cambridge. So it's open to people in Cambridge and surrounding areas. So if there are people in those areas, are interested and they'd like to get involved they should talk to their um, kidney doctor in the first instance and we hope in time this trial will roll out across the UK and then to be uh, more people across the country will be able to get involved so we're, we're really hoping that happens. Great Dr Maria Tennant that was fantastic thank you very much indeed for your time today.